And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with legislator Alan Long from Civic Party. The following programme is a personal view programme. Dear fellow citizens, may I first wish you all the best for the new year. To Hong Kong, 2015 was a year of awakening and 2016 will be one that defines our future. Just before Christmas, Chief Executive Leung Chan-ying paid a duty visit to Beijing to brief the Central People's Government on Hong Kong's recent economic, social and political developments. He was obviously eager to know how his governance in 2015 had been rated by the state leadership. There were two things that caught my attention, each of which, I think, has some significance and bearing on what Hong Kong could expect in 2016. The first was, of course, the manner in which Leung had been seated when he met with President Xi Jinping and Premier Li Keqiang. Unlike the arrangement in the past, when Hong Kong's chief executive always sat side by side with state leaders on similar chairs, with a table between them, Leung was made to sit to the right of the host, who sat at the head of a long conference table. The other significant matter would be President Xi's statement made during that part of his meeting with Leung opened to media that there had been some new circumstances in the implementation of one country, two systems, and that the issue had been debated in both Hong Kong and amongst the international community. Xi stressed the Central People's Government would not waver on the implementation of the principle and would ensure that it was not distorted and continued along the right path. Xi also asked Leung to fight for development, stability and harmony in Hong Kong. Having talked about some new circumstances arising from distortion in the implementation of one country, two systems, and put Leung in an unequivocally subordinated position, President Xi is expected to walk his talk before too long. When C does that, we shall know better what he meant by the right path. I hope C would finally come round to realising that the Chinese Communist Party and the Central People's Government had let Hong Kong and all of us down by the publication of the White Paper by the State Council on 10th June 2014 and the resolution of the National People's Congress Standing Committee passed on 31st August 2014. The White Paper completely shattered our hopes based on promises made to us by the state leadership since the time of the Sino-British Joint Declaration that our sovereign will exercise self-restraints when using powers in its dealings with Hong Kong. Without such self-restraints, the National People's Congress, being at the apex of people's democratic dictatorship, practiced over the mainland, and is therefore almighty, could theoretically come down on Hong Kong like tons of bricks, so that nothing will be left of our core values and institutions. Should that come to pass, it will not be just Hong Kong that suffers, but the whole of China. With Hong Kong becoming just another ordinary mainland city, we can no longer play the unique role in contributing to the country's modernization, both politically and economically, during the past one and a half centuries. 
The NPC Standing Committee resolution of 31st August 2014 made it impossible for Hong Kong to have a real choice of candidates for the chief executive from the rival camps. Without a government that is fully accountable to the people of Hong Kong, the freedoms we are enjoying and the rule of law and other institutions that protect us will be like written on water, and there will be no guarantee they will be here to stay. The resolution not only harms Hong Kong. But makes China untrustworthy on the world stage. It has been because of Hong Kong people feeling the threat that we might be losing our core values and institutions that have fueled the localism movement and booing of the national flag when Hong Kong played against the China team during the preliminary competition matches for the 2018 World Cup. I hope President Xi will take his lessons from history when he seeks to correct distortions arising out of implementation of the Basic Law. When the people has awakened and is making reasonable demands for the delivery of what has always been promised us, the only right thing to do is to go back to where we all came from and act according to the Sino-British Joint Declaration and the Basic Law, as depicted in Alexis de Tocqueville's book. Entitled the Old Regime and the French Revolution, the revolution could have been avoided had the king, aristocrats, invested interests heeded the demands of the French people much earlier. It is not too late now for President Xi to once again affirm the importance of Hong Kong in contemporary Chinese history and use Hong Kong as the key to open the door for China to becoming a really well-respected member of the international community. Just as I was signing off this letter, the news came that C. Y. Leung finally gazetted his appointment of Arthur Lee as the chairman of the Council of the University of Hong Kong. This was despite the overwhelming objections from academic and administrative staff, students, and alumni. Such objections are well grounded on solid evidence of Lee's hostility towards Hong Kong U, its academic staff, and students. What he had said and done from the days when he had been the vice chancellor of the Chinese University of Hong Kong, then the secretary for education, and as recently as his appointment as a member of the Hong Kong U Council, not too long ago, in preparation for his chairmanship, should lead any reasonable person to the inevitable conclusion that Li and Hong Kong U are irreconcilable and cannot live under the same roof. Simai Leung's insistence on Li's appointment could mean nothing but harm to Hong Kong U, and to institutional autonomy and academic freedom enjoyed by tertiary institutions in Hong Kong. To convert Hong Kong people into docile subjects of the special administrative region under Chinese sovereignty, the necessary thing the government must do is to use its education system to produce future clones, incapable of independent thinking. Apolitical and cannot appreciate freedom as much as the present generations. Simai Leung wants, by such a showdown of his powers, to make Hong Kong people feel powerless, and resigned to the fate of having to succumb. I am here to assure Simai Leung that his wish will not be granted. Hong Kong people will not yield. The power of the powerless will overwhelm him, and he will not have the last luck. I see his recent irrational and schizophrenic behaviors as evidence of his desperation, and show that he is already a spent.
force. Let us keep calm and carry on. Regards, Ellen.